0: Hello, Festive Fact fans, and welcome to The FFS Show, a podcast about misinformation, mince pies, and merriment <laughs> by the ferret.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm your host, Ali Brian, and with me, looking disgusted by that intro, <laughs> is Sam Gonzalez. How are you doing, Sam? I'm so I sorry. I need to
1: figure out how to draw a graph of... That can demonstrate the quality of these intros going down <laughs> as the year go gets closer to its end. <laughs> the, the, yeah. By this point we're in December and you are just saying words right now. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> there's no no meaning.
0: If the podcast is gonna be mostly factual, I feel the intros and outros should be like utter True. nonsense. <laughs> No, you cut a to a year now.
1: from now when we're both like doing characters and funny voices and stuff. <laughs> exactly. The most high concept podcast in history. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, how are you, Sam? I'm good. Um, I'm so excited about the end of the year and holidays and all the Christmas things. Yep. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Halloween to New Year guy. That's my that's my time. So how are you? Are you enjoying are you enjoying the weather and the festivities and all of that?
0: uh yeah i'm sort of getting into it slowly um my partner came home today with about 200 quids worth of stuff from ikea nice. <laughs> for christmas <laughs> oh, so, yes uh, that uh, <laughs> uh christmas christmas spirit has been 100 percent started in this house <laughs> yeah by force <of> <laughs> by ikea
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
0: uh you know other mass market options are available if you want them absolutely but despite the fact that Christmas is uh, around the corner, we are still fact-checking, of course, Um, still holding power to account, still looking at the claims you send us and that we see online. And in that vein, this week, we have a sort of roundup of claims to do with asylum and people crossing the English Channel in order to come to the UK.
1: Yeah, we've been doing quite a few of these um explainers, right? Even around COP and around climate and all of that. There's this... Yeah. There's the fact check that we usually will bring to the podcast, but then you also write these explainers that are kind of not a catch-all, but a kind of overview of a given subject or issue. Since the tragic death of the people uh, in the
0: channel, there has been like just been loads of different claims coming out, and I think it just becomes a little bit more difficult to pick out one individual gotcha claim, whereas there's so many different little bits of the issue which you need to talk about. So we've tried to do that. Cool. Well, let's get into
1: that. So, Ali, this is a this is an interesting topic because I've I've started working for the Ferret this year, mm-hmm. and since I started, there's been a lot of different fact checks and bits of explainers here and there about channel crossings, about migration, about asylum seekers. You know, and it feels like that's a a really big area for a lot of information and sometimes a lot of misinformation to come out. Um, is that true? Do you get that sense as yeah, well? Yeah, I think so. I
0: think we're particularly. Um around issues around asylum has been a long time misinformation sort of touch point. We've seen right. it, the kind of misleading, uh, use of terminology, the misleading way that, you know, the sort of conversation around benefits and things that asylum seekers get, et cetera, all sure. that sort of stuff has been, is a long time within the UK has been a long time misinformation kind of touchstone. I think because of the recent events, I think, it's become into focus but a lot of these things have been sure. going around for ages they've gone around for many years and it's just part of the kind of uk's kind of conversation on immigration i think yeah yeah and it's absolutely. certainly something we've we've done little bits of fact checking around it before we did fact checking around claims about syrian refugees when they were being resettled in scotland and you know various other things about how easy it is to, to get to the uk and things like that we've done quite a few different topics around this yeah but never specifically channel crossings
1: Right. So, let's get into the channel Mm. crossings, I guess. Um, A very basic question to start with. Are the channel crossings illegal? Uh, Yeah, it's actually one of these things that's slightly more complicated.
0: (laughs) There's questions that might seem quite uh, simple or quite complicated in this issue. I think, Mm. first of all, it's worth mentioning that the, the sort of term illegal immigration isn't really specifically set out in law. So... Right. people people quite often use the, like in sort of more legal terms they'll use the term irregular migrant so that means that someone's come to the UK in an irregular fashion essentially or it's not in the UK in what's considered to be an irregular a regular channel so right. this is defined by Oxford University's Migration Observatory according to them there's four commonly agreed ways someone can be described as an irregular migrant so the first mm-hmm. one is to if if you enter the UK through normal What are known as regular legal routes, but then breach the conditions of your entry. So that means if you like overstay on your visa, if you work when you're not supposed to be working based on your visa requirements, or if you have, you know, get a criminal conviction or, you know, various things that would mean that the the terms which you're allowed in the country are being breached. Second is that you can enter the UK outside of regular routes. That could be like forging documents or lying about why you came to come to the UK, for example. Yeah. The third is overstaying. So if you apply for asylum and you are rejected and then all your appeals are rejected. And if you stay in the country too long after that, then you're also considered to be a regular migrant. And the fourth way is that you're a child of somebody who's done one of those things, essentially, because the UK doesn't doesn't currently have birthright staying in the country. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could argue that crossing the channel in boats fits into the second one in terms of you're entering the UK outside of regular routes, but it becomes complicated by the issue of asylum and people seeking asylum. Many of the people mm-hmm. who arrived to the UK on in Channel crossings are seeking asylum in the UK, so they they um right. they consider themselves to be refugees traveling from an area where they don't feel safe. Right. The UN's Refugee Convention, which the UK is part of, says sure. that people seeking asylum can't be penalized for using illegal routes. A lot of people who <laughs> a lot of people who come to the UK and seek asylum who and who are who, whose asylum claims are accepted originally came through non-legitimate routes because it's fi- it, the UK makes it very difficult for people to claim asylum from outside
1: the UK. Right, 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 right. And, and by, I guess by definition, if you're looking for asylum, you're escaping somewhere. So it's, it's by definition less of a, a formal process. Exactly, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And this has been the case yeah.
0: for, you know... Uh, decades hundreds of years you know that's the way that that's so often the way that uh, people have uh, escaped countries you know i mean you can look back to like uh, nazi germany people escaping using forged documents etc these are all kind of the same ideas of what you might consider being like not formalized routes of getting to other countries sure sure it doesn't have any impact on how valid your asylum claim is um and that's something that's decided by you know the uk government in a separate sense if you see i mean it's not it shouldn't be informed by how you get to the country
1: okay so i mean let's clear some of those terms then can you um are the people crossing the channel migrants or refugees or a mix of both like can, can, do we know that for sure no we don't i mean the, a lot of this comes down to more as i said
0: before more terminology so the term migrant refugee asylum seeker illegal immigrant you've heard all these terms when people are talking about um uh, the recent channel crossings and people crossing um in general and also people coming to the uk and asylum claims etc all this sort of the conversation right is like yeah. kind of hopelessly clouded by these inexact terms sure so i think it's important to sort of define our terminology a little bit so the term migrant is essentially what you think it is it's a very overarching generalized term which basically means somebody who's moved away from where they're from their original usual residence um that can be yeah. somebody who's an economic migrant which is something you'll hear again often in the terminology or it can be somebody who's a refugee it can be somebody who's um asylum seeker you know all th- that kind of fits as an umbrella term for everyone who moves it can be anyone moving in any direction really sure. doesn't have any that doesn't yeah. make any reference to someone's the political status or their safety or anything um, right. but right. refugee is quite fairly well defined by the uh, UN convention that we'd referenced before Um, And that's, they define it as someone who cannot go back to their country of origin, quote, owing to well-founded fear of being persecuted for reasons of race, religion, nationality, membership of particular social group or political opinion. So that's somebody who is, feels, um, yeah, under threat in their original country and and feels they have to leave. Um, Separately, an asylum seeker is somebody who's a refugee, but they're somebody who's Uh actually applied to stay in the country they've arrived in. So they're seeking, they're sort of formally seeking asylum. Um, And and usually it's used for somebody who has their asylum cases yet to be decided Um, and they've not been given leave to remain in the UK, for example. Um, So these are the kind of terminologies that we have to kind of get down before we have the conversation about it. Interesting. There's a lot of debate and you'll hear um, a lot of people talking, a lot of people in media talking about how oh, these people aren't, they're not um, refugees. They're actually just economic migrants or um, they're... Uh, yeah, just migrants in general. Um, yeah, There's not really much official data that's um, regularly released or compiled on this. Um, but we have, mm-hmm. there are a few examples we can cite. Um, the uh, Director General of the UK Visa and Immigration Service, which is part of the Home Office, said that of the 5,000 people that had made uh, channel crossings uh, in 2020 up to that point, 98% of them had then claimed asylum. So these are people that are, they, right. they certainly are claiming asylum. Um, So they're claiming to be people that are refugees. That was backed up by evidence given by um, people at the Home Office who said that um, the vast majority, very close to all of the small boats arrivals, they then claim uh, asylum when they get to the UK. Right. But again, this conversation is even further uh, clouded by the fact that being a failed asylum seeker doesn't necessarily mean you're not a refugee. It just means that that's the decision that's been made by the UK government. Yeah. And, you know, there's very many arguments on both sides about whether or not the UK government's current procedure and the current sort of environment that's been created by UK government is fair on asylum seekers and people claiming right. asylum. So it's certainly possible that someone could be a refugee and not win their asylum claim.
1: Right, 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 right. So essentially, the answer is we don't know. In how many people do come to the uk through the channel crossings this is becoming the
0: refrain of this whole conversation but it's actually not as easy as <laughs> easy to find out as you might okay um, <laughs> yeah so there's kind sort of disputed figures and different figures the home office doesn't really publish these figures regularly so it's very difficult to get like trends on how many people are using boat crossings how many more or less are coming each year um for example yeah. in a policy plan uh, immigration policy plan the uk government said that in 2020 8,500 people crossed the channel in small boats um Okay. But then the Press Association has put the figure way higher than that. And then the 2021, they've analyzed, their analyzed data suggested that over 25,000 people have crossed uh, in 2021. Certainly, okay. there's been, there seems to, have, by all accounts, be an increase between 2020 and 2021,
1: a significant number of people. Yeah.
0: But it's not the only way people come to the UK, obviously.
1: I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this, but do we know if the UK has more people coming in? More, more more, refugees and more asylum seekers than anywhere else? It, within the terms of uh,
0: like Europe, for example, the UK is relative to the size of the country, if you see what I mean. Uh, in that regard, you know, by asylum seekers per 100,000, I think the UK is about average within Europe. Okay. But the UK government has been pushing uh, the line they are have been resettling people at a greater rate than everybody else. So, for example, um, Sajid Javid suggested uh, recently that UK had resettled more people than any other country in Europe. Right. Um, he said that since 2015, I think we've resettled through the refugee program over 25,000 people, okay. more than any country in Europe, which uh, that's a claim that's been made by various other people, including the UK government and others uh, over recent years. Um, but it's again, it becomes an interesting thing about definition because the What he's referring to there is the UK's resettlement schemes. So you might, you might've heard the term, the UK using the phrase resettlement quite a lot in recent years, particularly again, since, uh, the outbreak of the Syrian civil war. So around 2015 was when the UK started to resettle significant numbers of people. But resettlement is not the same as people seeking Mm -hmm. asylum. Resettlement is when somebody is moved into a state, say the UK, um, which has agreed to admit a certain amount of people from as refugees when they've escaped from persecution or danger in another area. So that's really best. That's a kind of pre agreed thing that happens outside the country. Then, then people are brought over to the country Uh, according to the statistics from the EU, EU up to 2020, the UK had resettled nearly 25,000 people, uh, since 2015, including the current figures this year, it's over 25,000, um, which is what Sajid Javid said. And again, this is higher than any other state in Europe in the same time period. So technically what he's saying there is correct. However. You can't really use those statistics alone to give a good picture of how many refugees the UK accepts, because resettlement is only a small part of the UK and most countries' asylum systems. Sure. So, by definition, people who seek asylum quite uh, most often don't do it through that. They don't. They don't. You know, they don't get agreed and picked up in a different country, then brought over. They come to the country and then seek asylum.
1: And do we have those figures of the people who? Who are not coming here through the resettlement process? If you look at the UK
0: in the year ending September twenty twenty one, so you know a couple of months back, the UK offer protection, which is either asylum, humanitarian protection, alternative forms of leave, or resettlement, to just over thirteen thousand people, so thirteen thousand two hundred and ten people. Okay. Um, of these, only nine percent were through resettlement schemes. Okay. Um, the vast majority were. Granted, their uh, refugee status following an application. So that means they come to the UK right. and applied for asylum. If you like, compare this, the UK in terms of overall re- refugee status is granted, and asylum claims uh, granted. The UK is nowhere near the top in Europe. Okay. I mean, Germany has given out right an incredible amount more yeah. than Germany and Spain, Greece, France, Italy. They're just some of the countries that have yeah. um, accepted more people in over the last five years. Yeah. So the UK is, I mean, about sort of midway in terms of its size.
1: So Ali, you know that you can often find me trolling in the kind of inside of our website. I'm like the gremlin of the ferret website. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes, of course. Under Uh, the ferret bridge. (laughs) Yes. Um, now, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a spike on views of a certain fact check from a couple – no, from 2017. Um, wow. I don't know where we, didn't, we didn't promote it at all. It just kind of happened that a bunch of people are kind of finding it, finding it on Google now. And it's mm-hmm. the fact check about um, Santa and whether Santa wears a red suit because of Coca-Cola or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember it well. Do you
1: remember it well? Do you remember well, – the 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 resolution to it
0: that it's not true right and that we found some depictions of santa in um red from before coca-cola first put him in red
1: i i really enjoyed reading it and it's like i was actually thinking we need to do more of these like urban myths kind of like Mm -hmm. um totally yeah seasonal seasonal fact checks do you have any urban myths type fact checks or explainers that you'd want you want to look into
0: yeah well um, the, this is an example and i say sam you've only been on boards uh, at the fair for how many Four months, months now? or so less than a christmas away less than a christmas uh, yes, <laughs> as i define my year <laughs> uh, and so yeah we've been doing our um annual christmas day uh fact check since i think 2017 was probably the first one right do you have any that you haven't done yet that
1: you that you want to do
0: uh yeah well we're always interested and always kind of looking for ideas around christmas and festive stuff particularly like war on christmas stuff um when they you know the claim about people banning the word christmas and replacing it with winterville for example that's a kind of really famous um uh like christmas meme of uh-huh. um that sort of thing we've i was reading recently about uh, a claim that um mince pies were originally people thought they were originally made out of people and that's why they're that's part of the reason they're called <laughs> mince pies uh indeterminately mince pies yeah we may or may not look that into that for christmas i'm not sure yet yeah. but we're all always very open for suggestions yeah. on christmas related misinformation or urban myths but also general urban myths we do like stuff like that yeah. i think some of our most popular um fact checks and somewhat to my dismay given the hard work i write on politics and law and things like that is um i think one of the most popular ones was on um iron brew yes i think that's probably our most popular fact check of all time which is about whether or not scotland was the only place where coca-cola wasn't the most popular software right. because of iron brew um it's not the only place um it's not the most popular in north korea for example yeah. cuba
1: we had the penguin falling over as well. That was a big one. Oh,
0: yeah, the penguin falling over. Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, these things are, are really interesting because I think what I think you'll people will see when they're on their Instagram feeds, particularly or on TikTok or on yeah. um, social, you know, Facebook, et cetera, that there's loads of stuff that loads of accounts that are called like amazing facts, unbelievable truth. <laughs> sort of stuff right. Where yeah. they're, they'll do, they'll do like I saw one today, which was 10 pictures you won't believe true but are. Right. And I can see at least one of them wasn't true. So it's just people and just things that nobody's doing any actual checking behind. So, right. I mean, we were really looking at, looking at um, moving towards doing stuff like Instagram checking and stuff. Yeah. I want to basically become a killjoy on every yes. platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: My, my yeah, I, want see, like,
0: I want to see, like, there'll be some kids dancing on
1: a platform, <laughs> like, enjoying it. I'm like, that's not correct. <laughs> my, the, the thing Stop that I find music. most annoying about that Instagram TikTok thing is, like, they'll say something like, tell me about a time where Someone fell over on a film, and they decided to keep it as part of the film. Or someone tripped or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and then yeah, you yeah.
1: watch the scene, and it's a scene of a movie where it was in the script that the character had to trip over something. Like, yeah, clearly yeah, exactly, just yeah. from watching it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Yeah, well, it's also there's also
0: stuff that like, um, I was today years old when I found out. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and so th- yeah, th- they'll be like. Um, people say, I think I saw one recently, it was like, I was three years old when I found out that rap stood for rhythmic American poetry and stuff like okay. that, but that's just not true right, either. Right. It's just like, it's just, <laughs> there's just loads of stuff that people, you know, they'll just see it online and they'll assume that it's true. Yeah. That's very much what we're fighting against in a general way, I suppose. The
1: one I'm hoping we cover at some point is how many spiders do you eat in a year? Because there's...
0: Yeah, well, it's wasn't it seven people said. I know that to not be true, I have to say. Oh, really? But, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so not to give it away yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure I've, I've looked
1: that up before oh, that um, puts my mind at ease that I'm not eating spiders yeah, totally. all year long so yeah if, you, if you're if you listening and you have any little bits of like urban legends or things that people say at parties that you want to debunk and you want to be not fun like the two of us we, I, yeah. we were just talking about TikTok there and you I never felt parties older as well. <laughs> yeah, that's Pardon? we were talking about TikTok there and I never felt older in my life yeah like, uh, well.
0: One of the one of the things that this job does to me is that it means I have to keep up with this sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. So I have to be on TikTok. <laughs> I have to be like... So, but actually I have to say there's some good stuff on there as there's well. There's some good the stuff on TikTok, mis- folks.
1: Uh, even if you're yeah. very, very old. Um, yeah, that's the sort of thing that an old person would say. There's some good stuff on there. There's
0: some <laughs> yeah. great stuff on
1: there. <laughs> Those kids are all right. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to send us anything, you know, we've always... We've been struggling every week to to say all the social media things that people can go to, here's a magic, mm. here's a little magic trick from me. If you go to social.theferret.scot, you can find everything you need. You can find all our no socials, way. our emails, how to subscribe, become a member of the ferret, everything. All in one page. So uh, thanks to Ali Tibbet, who is our lovely uh, person who does all the technical things in the ferret and much more but uh, yeah email us get in touch with us become a member of the fair share things on social media we'd love to hear from you um we are coming towards
0: the end of the year as we say and next the next podcast will be our sort of a special festive edition that's right and then we'll be uh closing down for a few weeks so we can all relax and drink mead and things like that <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in the year so yeah that's all we've got time for for this week uh Thanks a lot, Sam, you. for your company and assistance, as always. And we will see you next time. Bye.
1: Bye.